I'm just gonna start recording because it's fun. I did a thing. We're gonna be better people by the end of this. The thing that I did. Sarah. I did a thing. Talk about it. Welcome to I Did a Thing, a podcast about unremarkable people doing remarkable things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Birdie. And this week we are going to be talking to our guest, Caitlin, yeah. about her journey to becoming a powerlifter. Plus size powerlifter. It's, uh, I don't lift weights. I lift myself, but I don't lift weights. And that just. Yeah. Seems um, amazing. I almost exclusively the weightlifting that I have done has been um, during times uh, during a period where I was able to afford a personal trainer. Mm, yeah. Um, and so then I had somebody um, to watch my form and stuff like that. Um, I I guess I. Uh, big part of why I don't do more of it is that I'm always afraid of injuring myself without a person Um, with you right because I yeah I don't know enough or at least I feel like I don't know enough about um the form uh to do it on my own right well you can really fuck something up I mean right if you're trying to lift heavy weights at least I mean, yeah, you can lift a 10-pound dumbbell and not really mess your shoulders up or whatever. But if you're trying to lift something heavy, you can fuck up yeah. your back real easy. Yeah. Well, and then I have um, this thing with one of my shoulders. Um, and I think it's because uh, it's from swimming when I was a kid. Because uh, I think I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, I... I um, swam competitively for mm-hmm. several years when I was a kid. So, I mean, it was like hours and hours and hours of swimming every week. Um, and especially my my specialty was backstroke. So that is, Ooh. I mean, all of swimming is, is pretty shoulder intensive, uh, but backstroke especially. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, a few years ago now, I was in a yoga class um, and it was the first time I had ever, and later the only time I ever took a class with this instructor it was just like a yoga class at the gym it wasn't uh, like at a studio studio. yeah um and we did a position um and like I was I'm really flexible in general and um it was like a shoulder opening position and at the time that I was doing it it felt fine uh but later I realized that it was too much and my, I didn't dislocate my shoulder, uh, but it was enough that it was not in the right position. Oh, geez. It wasn't just (laughs) overstretching it. It was. Yeah. Um, Out of whack. So, yeah. And it was really sore for um, probably, I guess, about a week. Um, And, but I wasn't, I was just like trying to take it easy I didn't totally realize what was going on and then actually this was during the time I worked with a personal trainer and the next time I saw my trainer he was like watching me work out and he was like wait 
uh, stop and and just stand with your arms straight at your side. And he was like, your shoulders are, like, not right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go um, to a chiropractor? No, I was getting ready to do that. And then, like, the next day I was, like, driving home from work and my shoulder, I could feel my shoulder, like, pop back into ah! position. Yeah. Um, That's brutal. Ever since then, like, if I, um, especially if I'm using weights um, in, like, kind of the wrong position, um, then my shoulder, I can can feel my shoulder. Sometimes it'll even kind of start to click out and then click back in. Mm -hmm. So I have to be extra careful with it. And, like, also in yoga class, there's a few positions, like, that same position, I don't do it anymore. And, or I'll do it, like, I'll take it super, super <laughs> easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a few other positions, like, I try not to do because they're, it obviously is uncomfortable when your shoulder is not, <laughs> your joint is not doing the thing that it is meant to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And your shoulders are so, like, once you overstretch it or over, like, it, you pop it out or something, I've noticed that that particular joint is really susceptible to re-injury. Like, yeah. Like, more so yeah. than other joints are. Yeah, that's why I think it's at least partially related to all the swimming, is I feel mm-hmm. like I probably... Like, I'm lucky. A lot of... Especially a lot of people that swim a lot when they're when their kids end up uh, with rotator cuff issues. And luckily, I, right. I haven't had... I mean, like, I'm nowhere near needing surgery, uh, but... Yeah, um, <laughs> that I think I think probably the, all the the tendons and ligaments in there are probably stretched more than your abridens. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really lift weights. I I prefer to do body weight exercises. So yeah, um, really things that I can do just with some some equipment like a. I don't know, a bench or a wall or sometimes monkey bars or like a pole, you know, pole, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But um, maybe because I'm not strong enough that weights, weights would be too much maybe. Maybe that's why I like the body weight stuff because my body is already heavy enough and that's uh, that's all I can handle. But uh, I'd rather do like a pull up than a bicep curl. I can't do a pull-up. Who are we kidding? <laughs> but in theory, yeah, yeah, I would rather do a pull-up than a bicep curl or uh, other, like, bench pressing, that kind of thing. Um, When I have done it in the past, though, um, the nice thing is that about – or the thing that I like about it is that you um, – there's such a definitive measure, like – you know, you lifted 10 pounds or 50 pounds or whatever it is. Um, And then you can also uh, see your progress, you know, from week to week. uh, That's a very good point. Because there's such a, I mean, there's a number. (laughs) You can kind of fake that. uh, Not fake it, but like manufacture that a bit uh, with time. Right. Or distance, so you can bear crawl a certain distance in a certain time, or you can handstand walk a certain distance. I can't handstand walk yet, yet, yet. It's on the goal list for my life. Um, 
but well, there like is no. With our, yeah. I was just say with our push up challenge, like obviously we right. could see by the end of the month, like we were doing a, a whole lot more push ups than <laughs> right. Yeah, reps and time versus You're right. Yeah. Well, on that note, should we get into the things we did this week? Yes, I would love to talk about the things we did this week. The things, the thing I did. The thing I did. <laughs> Did Me you do a thing? I, I've been, I have been a struggling lately. Oh um, no! Yeah, I, it's I'm, February. February. <laughs> it's I'm serious. February, February yeah. is brutal for mental health shit. Yeah, I've been, I've been feeling kind of down this last week, and also just, I guess maybe it is because, uh, you know, uh, it's easy to forget that part of depression sometimes is, uh, is not just like emotional symptoms but then mm-hmm. that starts to feed into your how you feel physically yeah uh, so this last week i was just like super tired I, I mentioned last week like that was also definitely at least partially pms too just being super tired and even though i will talk about in the challenge zone but i've been working on this the getting to bed <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah I was still like struggling to drag myself out of bed after, you know, nine plus hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, so um, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't do any of the exercise. Well, that's, the, I take it back. I did do, I have been keeping up with my push ups because that is a quick, you know, it doesn't even take me five minutes. That I can do every day, um, right. and at least feel like I did something. Um, but I didn't really do any of the exercising that I'm wanting to do, uh, so that that was frustrating. But uh, we're we're starting a new week, so <laughs> it's a new week. Yeah, I I'm actually feeling better today than I have in probably the last week and a half. So that's good. That's great. Um, Febru- I mean, I'm serious about February, though. I I find yeah. myself in this position every year. We've been through a lot of winter already, and you th- you think that it should be getting better soon, but it doesn't. And then you're like, it gets a little bit colder and a little bit snowier at the end of February, early March, and it sucks. And that plus regular like mental synapses firing plus everything else in our lives like this is the month where it all culminates I think yeah I think part of it too is also that um I was doing uh really well at the beginning of January in terms of um weight loss and making progress Mm -hmm. um and then the last few weeks the scale actually went up a few pounds and then has refused to budge um, mm. Which, uh, you know, I I also haven't really been doing the things that I need to do <laughs> sure. to uh, make make weight loss happen. Uh, but I don't know. It's so, like, cyclical. It feeds into itself. Like, you're not mm-hmm. seeing any progress, so you're less motivated to do the things you need to do. But then 
you're not doing the things you need to do to do progress. So yes, same, same. Yeah. So, uh, but the one thing that has helped, um, I don't know if I mentioned it. I know I've mentioned it to Birdie in other conversations, but I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast that, um, Starting at the beginning of January, I've been putting on the same outfit once a week and taking a picture um, so that I can visually track my progress. Um, And so, you know, every week when I take the picture, then I look back at the previous pictures and compare them. And the the last couple weeks, I have been noticing um, a positive difference, even though um, I haven't necessarily lost any weight on the scale so that that is helpful um and even if they're not pictures that you're gonna show anyone else uh, i would definitely recommend that uh, to anybody who's working on losing weight Uh, because it's it's easy when you see yourself obviously every day it's easy to not see the progress that you're making (laughs) right well, your body has to figure, like, settle out as well. Mm-hmm. So as you're losing weight, it's normal to have plateaus where right. the body's just yeah. kind of catching up to your weight loss, and then it'll kick back in again. If you keep doing the things yeah. you're supposed to do, which I am also having problems doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. So I feel you so much on that. Well, what about you, Birdie? What did you do this week? What did I do this week? Um, I ate a lot of cookie dough, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, I really think that the, the the no sugar month, I don't know, maybe it would have been just as bad in January, but the no sugar month, made, I feel like it made me want to eat more now, like, like you on your birthday, mm-hmm. but it could, I, I could have just had as much, but it, it gives me the, uh, the permission in my head mm. to be like, well, I didn't eat any sugar in January, so <laughs> I can totally eat this tube of cookie dough in three, two days. Let's oh, be no. honest, two days. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I really want, I had a really down day and I really wanted to stop and eat cookie dough and just like shove my feelings into my face mm-hmm. and I didn't buy it that day. I did buy it two days later when I was feeling better, but I was making like the conscious choice right. to buy and eat the cookie dough versus uh, doing it because I was sad. So well, maybe there's some progress there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's progress. <laughs> sure. I did eat. A substantial amount of cookies and and baked cookies as well. It's been a bad week <laughs> in regard to that because it was my birthday Birdie, on Saturday. You didn't tell me it was your birthday. <laughs> uh, in the past, I haven't told anybody that it's my birthday, and uh, because da- my ex husband and I didn't really celebrate birthdays. Uh, mm-hmm. Ours are both in the same month, along with Valentine's and some other stuff. So I just, you know. We kind of had the mentality, like, everybody has one, and you're not, what are you really celebrating? Like, you kept yourself alive for another year, but it's not like you accomplished a thing. But I said, fuck it this year, and I was like, I'm going to celebrate my birthday. 
So I did with some cookies <laughs> and then also um, told other folks. And it was kind of nice to have people be like, hey, you're great. Happy birthday. And um, I felt really uh, loved and celebrated on, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am 37 years old. Huh. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, can kinda, <laughs> I can understand. Like, it's easy. Um, I mean, and also with Valentine's Day, yeah, it's easy to build up your birthday or Valentine's Day or really any other special occasion into a big thing that it can't possibly live up to. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially once you start putting like expectations onto other people (laughs) that, you know, they'll do, you know, whatever magical thing you have in your head that you dream that uh, another person would do for you without you ever having to tell them or, <laughs> right, right, you know, right, be- right. Because these magical people in your life are are also mind readers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, like I, I on at that on that level, like I can understand uh, not wanting to celebrate your birthday or make a big deal about it. Um, but I I think it's a good thing to at least once a year have a day where you you treat yourself and I mean I don't necessarily mean treat yourself with cookie dough or or too many desserts like I did but like lots of years um for my birthday I've just done like take the day off of work and like gone and gotten a massage or like gone to a yoga class if I haven't been for a while or you know things like that you know to do something good for yourself because right I mean, <laughs> I, you you said you kept yourself alive another year like it wasn't an accomplishment, but <laughs> I mean, it is an accomplishment. Sure. <laughs> There's plenty of people who didn't do that. So. Right. That's true. Yeah, it was a good day. I, I couldn't have done it better, I don't think. Um, awesome. I did one more thing this week, though. It's very cool. I went to a pole class with Sarah Heeson, oh, yay! who was our American Ninja Warrior friend, and it was very fun, um, and she was very funny. She kept talking about, well, she was very good, of course, because she's very strong, but yeah. she, she kept talking <laughs> about how much- She was the, amazing, wasn't she? <laughs> you know what, though? She was good. She was a lot better mm. than I was when I started. I don't know if she was, ama- quote, amazing- because there's a lot of other mental stuff that happens at pole, mm-hmm. and it hurts a lot. Like, the pole's getting, like, you're bracing your whole weight against a 45-millimeter mm, right. pole on your shin to pull yourself up. And she's like, I didn't expect it to hurt this much. <laughs> yep, it's a new part of your body that we're beating up, so right. you have to get, I said, it's called skin conditioning. And the nerves start to deaden, and you get used to it. <laughs> but she did great. Uh, there were some spins and some lifts and things that she was naturally strong and fearless at. So she was yeah, looking herself was around just, there pretty good. I, I was just, I was just guessing that she would be good at it because I assume she has a fair amount of upper body strength from mm-hmm. the ninja warrior things that she does. 
I think she had a good time. We went out for a beer after. It was fun. It was really fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, should we talk to Caitlin? Yeah. We're going to do the... Yeah. Let's talk to Caitlin. Uh, my name is Caitlin. I am a powerlifter in Seattle, Washington, and I am here because I am a, a plus-sized powerlifter, I think is why I'm here. I'm not totally sure, but I lift <laughs> heavy shit, and I am overweight. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got into powerlifting about two years ago. Uh, the gym that I go to is a is a CrossFit gym, and our gym owner and my coach uh, was hosting a powerlifting meet, and he asked me to volunteer for it. So I was uh, helping spot and load uh, weights onto the bars for the actual competitors to lift. Uh, it was very scary the first time because I was the only girl who was actually helping lift and uh, load weights. Uh, but from that moment on, it was just like the community was super great, and uh, it was just very welcoming, and it's something that I wanted to be a part of. So I don't know what a lot of that is. So can you can you back up and explain what is powerlifting and then what start yeah. there? Yeah, okay. So powerlifting is uh, based around three basic movements, the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. Uh, there's also other types of weightlifting like Olympic weightlifting, uh, which is like the snatch and the clean and the jerk. Uh, but for powerlifting, we specifically only focus on squat, bench, and dead. Uh, squat is where you have the weight on your back and you squat down, you pick it back up. Bench is a regular bench press and deadlift is you're picking up as much weight off the floor as you can. Do you know why they chose those three movements? I do not. It's, it's probably... I don't know why you would, but... <laughs> it was forecasted long ago by the powerlifting gods that those were going to be the three <laughs> movements. Yeah. Amazing. So then at that uh, tournament meet mm-hmm. uh, competition... That you partic- that you were helping out with. So why why was that scary? Uh, what, what about that was scary? That was the first time of me being in a room with like actual like people who could like squat four hundred plus pounds or people who were benching like three hundred <laughs> some pounds. Like that's a lot of weight, and for that's me to also be one of the people that they depend on to like get them out of that hole if they get stuck down there is also like I'm Ooh, still new okay. at all this stuff and I'm not totally sure I can do this but I'm gonna try and see what see what happens okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so as a role role doing that if they uh like they got they couldn't lift it back up right mm-hmm. so they're benching and they can't push it back up it's your job to help bring that back up for mm-hmm. them correct okay that makes a lot of sense. So you have a lot of responsibility. You had a lot of responsibility during that. Yeah. There was a, you have to kind of be in tune with the lifter and know that if like they're benching and they have the weight and they're holding it in one position, you have to wait for them to either drop it or to like make some sort of indication like, oh yes, I need help with this. You have to trust the, the lifter and them knowing their body instead of just focusing on like, oh, they're, they stopped moving. I have to help them. Right, because you right. don't want to ruin somebody by misunderstanding when they're asking for help. Right. 
Yeah. And especially when you're in a competition, you only have three attempts for each lift. So, like, if someone messes you up, like, that is really frustrating. Mm. You should have, like, a code word, like, potato, <laughs> and then aardvark, and then you, then you help out. Usually if there's a really loud scream, that's kind of like an indication of, oh, they might need help. Sure. That's a good, that's a good code word. Yeah. <laughs> Safe word. So, so you... I mean, you kind of gave an indication just then of, like, how much uh, competitive power lifter lifts, typically. Mm-hmm. When you first started out, where did you start at? <laughs> like, how much were you lifting the, the first day you decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can, this is something I can get good at? I was actually pretty lucky in that my body is very short. I'm, like, five foot two, maybe five foot three on a good day. And so being <laughs> short helps with powerlifting. So like when oh, I squat, okay. I don't have to go down as low. When I deadlift, I don't right. have to bring the weight up as high. Um, I still have to go through like the full range of motion. But like it, the difference between a five foot two person squatting and a, like a six foot two person squatting is like major differences. Um, right. So uh, I got really lucky in that I'm short. I already have like naturally really good squat form uh, and I'm already like built in a way that like I have really broad shoulders and like my lower body and like my quads and like my butt are like already pretty strong uh so when I got started my squat was at like 225 ish pounds and uh my bench was like kind of weak because most women don't really have good benches but like it was under 100 pounds and my deadlift was at like 225 um, Damn. within a year of like me actually starting to focus on that, I got my, uh, my squat up to like 265, my bench is at, uh, 135 per last competition and my deadlift, uh, at my first competition, I should say was at 265. Okay. Wow. So I went to, a, <laughs> I went to a CrossFit class like three, uh, three months ago or so mm-hmm. and, uh, was able to squat the bar mm-hmm. plus, I don't know, maybe 30 pounds on each side. So that's like, what, 90 pounds? Uh, yeah, if it was a regular maybe. Uh, bar, that would be 45 pounds plus 30 on each side would be like 105. Okay. I don't think it was a 40. That seems like a lot. For- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. The for- That's a lot of weight. Yes. But you, but you mentioned that you had been, you'd been doing CrossFit for a little while. Yeah, I was doing before. CrossFit like, uh, like two days a week, and then I would come into the gym like two more days a week and just kind of like dick around. I wasn't like mm-hmm. actually focused on doing anything. I was just kind of like, <laughs> this kind of feels good. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have a goal right now of, of where you're trying to get to? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have numbers that I'm trying to hit. Uh, I'm actually doing a competition this weekend. Um, I'm going to try and hit 300 pounds for my squat. Uh, I'm going to try and hit 150 for my bench and a goal at the end of the year is to try and hit 350 for deadlift, but, uh, we're going to attempt 330 this weekend and see what happens. Well, good luck. (laughs) Thank you. That's That's insane. I am, I am (laughs) super nervous, but also really excited. Cool. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit more about this competition. Is it, I mean, is it? just a local thing or like who's going to be there and those kind of things uh i'm doing it through our uh, the gym that i go to uh which is a crossfit gym but the uh the trainer is also a, a previous like power lifter 
person. So mm-hmm. our gym has like a bunch of really weird powerlifting equipment in addition to like all the really weird CrossFit equipment. And he also has just like a lot of great wealth of knowledge of like all these different weightlifting styles and like he's trained all over the world. Like he's a super cool dude. Um, but the competition this weekend is just a really small, I think he said only like 15 people are going to be competing. So it's going to go by super quickly. And, um, yeah, it'll just be, I think just the regular people who just go to the gym and work out a lot more than other people do. (laughs) (laughs) That's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I think that we've heard a fair amount from people is that, um, Going to the gym to begin with is intimidating, mm-hmm. uh, and then going to the gym when you're overweight is additionally intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> for women, uh, I think getting into lifting weights is intimidating, especially because at a lot of gyms, that's you know like a a regular like like a commercial you know, gym. Like, yeah, yeah. That that's the that's where the boys hang out. <laughs> uh, so, I, I guess my first question is: did, Were you intimidated when you first started going to the gym? And then, if so, like how did you get get over that? <laughs> uh, so I first started going to uh, our. We had a local gym called Vision Quest, which is a really kind of like shady name for a gym, right? Vision. Quest. <laughs> Um, so we went there for a while and they got bought out by the LA fitness that is in our area, which is a super globo like commercial gym that was super terrible. Like there were just rows of just like ellipticals and treadmills and there was like really terrible machines and really shitty weights. But at the time that I would go to the gym in the morning was also the same time that the local community college, uh, their baseball team would also be working out. Mm -hmm. So this weightlifting (laughs) area that is already not super big to begin with uh, was filled with 30 guys and they're just like testosterone filled, just weightlifting and they were doing everything terribly. And there was like three people to a squat rack and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, So it was a really uncomfortable environment, obviously. So I went to a couple other gyms in the area and like tried to find something that I was comfortable with. Um, I went to like a 24 hour fitness and like it was better, but it was just like, and this isn't like, this isn't it. Um, A friend of mine uh, recommended that we go to a CrossFit gym together. uh, And I went to a couple classes and the first couple classes were super intimidating because one, it's a CrossFit class there's already like a huge stigma about CrossFit and the culture and like the super intensity. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just some fat kid that just wants to like work out and like get a little bit better. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go to the first class and um, I work with the, with the coach. He, uh, he recommends that everyone do like a couple of like one-on-ones with him before doing an actual class. So working with him uh, gave me an opportunity to like become more comfortable in the environment. Um, going into a CrossFit gym for like the first time, depending on like what kind of CrossFit gym it is, can either be like a super welcoming experience or a super terrifying experience, depending Mm -hmm. on what your experience with fitness is. Um, So I went in and had my first like couple of training sessions with the coach and uh, he made me feel really comfortable and he taught me a lot about just like how my body is moving and how it should be moving and where we could potentially go from there. 
and uh, I did my first CrossFit class, and I cannot tell you what the workout was off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I do know that like I wanted to keep doing it. And I wanted to keep going back and doing more. And as I did more classes, the people who were in the, like the same class that I went to, because like I'm one of those crazy people who works out out at five a.m. Right. So like, there's like specific mm. people who work out at five a.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> there sure are. Um, <laughs> so uh, as I got more comfortable with the class, and they got more comfortable with me, saying that like I would be coming to the class more often, like they became more open and more welcoming, and like. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of people who are mm-hmm. still in that class, even though I don't do the 5 a.m. classes anymore. They'll still like come and talk to me and like ask how training's going and whatnot. That's amazing. Uh, so right. the bottom line is just like find something that you're comfortable with. Uh, you're not going to keep doing something if you're not comfortable with it. And the more comfortable you are, yeah, something, it, the more like empowering it is for you. I think that's really key with the the smaller gyms, like the the specialized boutique gyms yes. is finding a group of people who you vibe with that goes there. Cause that's, that's all the people that go there. Yeah. There's like 50 of you total. And then right. you want to make sure that those people fit with you and you fit with them. Yeah. Um, local, like smaller community gyms are, are great. There's a great community that they have in there. Like, uh, one of my friends from uh, from my CrossFit class was one of my bridesmaids, and like oh, wow. our coach yeah. was the uh, officiator at our wedding. Like, it's wow. a real community that you build there once you find some place that is fitting for you. Right. So if, if people don't find that in their first try, maybe find another place to check out. Yeah, if just they can. keep on trying. And like with CrossFit gyms too, there's like kind of two different vibes that you can find in CrossFit gyms. There's like the CrossFit gyms that will do like multiple wads or workouts of the day in in one class. And those are usually like super intense where they'll do like uh, a cardio thing for like the first half hour and then a, uh, a strength training thing for the next half hour. And uh, they're usually a little bit more intense and might be a little bit more intimidating for people. But excuse me. The CrossFit gym that I go to um, does just one wad for every class. So you're spending the whole hour focusing on one specific movement or one specific, like, uh, uh, training. I don't know how to explain that. Um, so you, you spend your time focusing more on one right. thing as opposed to, like, trying to do multiple things at once. And mm-hmm. that gives you more time to, like, mm-hmm. become more comfortable with the environment. Nice. What do you think your like you you describe yourself as a plus size powerlifter? Mm-hmm. So compared to whom? Like are other powerlifters also plus sized, or do you feel like you are different in that way? There's a lot of like powerlifters who are plus sized. Um, like it's kind of inherent with being a powerlifter is that you're going to be larger than other people, just because like you spend a lot of your time focusing on like bulking as opposed to like other. Uh, forms of exercise where you're focusing on like cutting down and like becoming slimmer Mm -hmm. um I do consider myself to be plus size just because like my uh my body makeup is a little bit more um I don't know how to explain that uh we did like body tests recently and like my Mm -hmm. fat my body fat percentage is at like 44 percent so like that is obviously overweight um so a a lot of powerlifters are larger, but, like, I consider myself larger in the sense that, like, I have a lot of ac- excess fat that I need to get rid of. So, is that a goal, then, uh, also trying to lose weight, or are you you happy with 
where you are right now? Uh, it will, it's an eventual goal. It's not right. like my, I don't like go to the gym every day to go try and lose weight. My main focus is to gain strength. Um, and I found like, I've did therapy mm-hmm. for like a year of like dealing with eating issues and like disordered eating, not mm-hmm. necessarily like eating disordered, but just like having bad habits around eating and emotional eating and just mm-hmm. like bored eating. Um, and I, don't, I have a hard time like tracking foods and like using right. food counters and like calorie counters. Um, so yeah, it's difficult in the fact that like, I know mentally that like I want to, and I need to, and that I know that if I did lose the extra fat, then I would be able to like perform much better. But also at the same time, the steps that go into them are very difficult. I don't necessarily have the discipline yet. And I also really, really like mac and cheese. So, yeah, Yeah. so, um, Oh, go I, on. I know. Valid. Well, I, I was just going to say that I know uh, when you're doing regularly, you're doing like intense exercise, it can be uh, hard to, to then you would think like, oh, I'm going to the gym every day. Like, of course, like I would just lose weight. Like, how, mm-hmm. how can I, you not, but like I, I'm a runner and uh, people in the running community talk a lot about how like the the more miles you run the hungry hungrier uh-huh. most people are and it actually makes it harder <laughs> to lose weight <laughs> when you're exercising so mm-hmm. much because then you just want to eat 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 yeah um so yeah i can see how you know if you're if you're really focusing on trying to you know meet those goal those lifting goals how it would be hard to balance that with also trying to lose weight right well and also with powerlifting too we don't really do cardio our cardio is lifting weights faster basically Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. like we do stuff in like sets of like five maybe on like cardio days and that's like Mm -hmm. i don't really run um i don't do a lot of high intensity stuff a lot of my workouts are focusing on getting the most out of every rep as opposed to like doing as many reps as possible so that also doesn't really help necessarily in my factor of losing fat. <laughs> right. So when we were setting up the interview, you said that you have a video stream of you working out Yeah. on, on Mondays. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So our gym every Monday night uh, does a Facebook live stream of the uh, the max effort lower body stuff that we do. So um, Jesse, our coach, and his wife will film uh, whatever workout uh, the strength training people us are doing, and we'll go over like why we're doing those specific movements, and uh, we'll just give like tips and just like form advice because like as we're working out, like form stuff will come up, and then he'll help us with our form, mm-hmm. and then they'll videotape it so then people can watch like oh this is if I'm having this issue with like my good mornings, then this is what I can do to fix it cool yeah but, yeah that's super cool but like <laughs> were you i mean were you embarrassed or nervous or anything like that when when you first started doing it or at that point in time no um no he started doing those about like two months ago oh, okay. um and i've been just deeply entrenched with this powerlifting stuff for a while and like he's super confident in my abilities i'm really confident in my abilities and um, at that point in time, it's just like, oh, I just have to try and move my training schedule around a little bit. So All then right. I can help him with do this stream thing that he wants to do. 
Even so, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely intimidating, but the, yeah. the gym uh, is really, like, welcoming and supportive. And the people who come in onto the stream are just like, wow, that was super cool. Or that person's yeah. super strong. It's There's no bummers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it sounds like it would be a super awesome thing to watch, especially if you are working on on powerlifting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I, I know I personally would feel so self conscious to to be the one in the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they do it. It's the it's on their Facebook page. It's the uh, Linwood CrossFit uh, Facebook page. If you wanted to check it out on cool. Monday nights. Uh, PST like six o'clock to eight o'clock, I think. Cool. So that's now a you thing. said, you said I'm super confident in my abilities. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt that way about athletic things before? Not really. Um, you so, said that in a way that didn't sound like that, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of background: when I was growing up as a as a teenager. Uh, my mom didn't want me doing a lot of sports that were considered more masculine. So, like, I wanted to get into wrestling, and she didn't want me to do that, and instead got me a membership to Curves, which went about as well as mm -hmm. you would expect. Um, <laughs> uh, Considering the amount of wrestling that is involved in Curves. curves. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> um, so, uh, after that, I just kind of like, okay, well they're not going to want me to do any like kind of physical stuff that I actually want to do. So I guess I'll just like stay at home and play video games. Mm. Um, I did a lot of marching band when I was in high school, which was great for getting out of the house. And uh, I was also on our high school's bowling team because of title nice. nine. So I also got to get out of school for doing that. Right. Uh, in my college years, I didn't do anything because I was in college. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like dip my toes back into lifting stuff um when my then boyfriend now husband um moved in with me and we're just like okay we're getting too comfortable we need to actually like go to go to the gym and do stuff mm -hmm. um so i was still just kind of like figuring things out uh, being uncomfortable and weird at the gym and like not quite knowing what was going on uh reading stuff on reddit and the internet and like trying to figure out like what was good for me and i didn't really have much confidence in any of that like uh vision quest offered a a one free trainer session a month and we would just go through trainers like it was nothing because like <laughs> we couldn't find one that was like that would work for us and right. mm -hmm. just finding trainers that just want to get through the hour session and then try to sell you on it and just be done with you it's just like that's not the kind of environment that is that leads to people flourishing. It just leads right. to people giving them money. Um, right. When I found our gym uh, that we go to now, it was just like a complete 180. Like having our coach, Jesse, was just like, he instills a lot of confidence in you and like he knows how far he can push you and knows what your body can do. And he's willing to tell you like, hey, these are the ways that you need to improve. These are the ways that you're already super great. Um, and from his, like, guidance and, like, spending a lot of time at the gym and, like, seeing other people and being in that community has given me a lot of confidence in my abilities. Um, I'm a really I, – I like to think. I'm going to kind of speak out of my ass here a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like to think that I'm a, a well-respected member of our gym because people will come to me and ask for advice. Um, even though like I don't have necessarily any like certificate in training or anything, but I'm in the gym like 
10 hours a week so like I must know what I'm doing right (laughs) so I don't know it just being with people who like give you that confidence and will support you helps and that helped me a lot yeah I definitely I've I've worked with a few different trainers in the past and yeah it's finding that fit of somebody that you can trust because uh, definitely for me, that is part of the point of having a coach or a trainer mm-hmm. is to have that person that will push you past what you think you can do. Right. <laughs> um, and being able to trust that they know what you can actually do. And when they say like, oh, well, you know, you can actually do 100 burpees. Let's do them. And you're thinking, I, I don't know, I, I think maybe I can only do 20. No one can actually do <laughs> but 100 he, burpees. Like <laughs> well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing out an example. <laughs> but, you know, like, you, like part of that is definitely trusting, like, okay, I, th- I don't think I can do this, but yeah. my trainer or my coach says that they think that I can, so I'm going to put my doubts aside and I'm going to at least try and (laughs) maybe prove them wrong, but we're going to try it and see what happens. (laughs) Wow. That sounds really cool. Really, I don't know, like, you you just really sound like you found your thing, like your place. Yes, I'm very lucky in that I found that, and now I don't think I could ever leave despite... I don't know. As much as I love the idea of, like, dropping everything and just, like, moving away to, like, a new city or a new country, just mm-hmm. that would mean that I have to leave my gym. And that's just, like, I can't do that. I can't mm. do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think that would be your life? Like, no. God, no. Like, I a thought, gym is <laughs> I thought important. I would be resigned to, like, living in some, like, nerdy den far away from the human eye and just, like, (laughs) this is my life. I just sit here and I don't do anything, but I spend a ton of time, like, outside and at the gym and, like, being active in my gym community, and it's just, like, I never thought that that would happen. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm I'm very lucky in, in the fact that I was able to find something that worked for me. Um, I'm curious... Has getting into CrossFit and um, powerlifting um, changed, like, your current body image and also, like, I guess maybe what you imagine your, like, ideal uh, body type Mm -hmm. would be? Yes. I I don't know if I'm asking that (laughs) in a good way, but... (laughs) Um, I think I understand what you're getting at, and I, yeah, and... At our gym, um, there's a ton of different body types. There's, like, short, fat people. There's tall, fat people. There's short, skinny people. There's, like, people who are in various different stages of their life at various different stages of fitness. And um, me and myself still being, like, fairly young. I'm, like, 26 right now. Um, I still have, like, a long way to go to my goals. But being able to see that, like, oh, this woman is 45 and super fit, but she also, like, has a belly when she bends over. Or Mm -hmm. seeing that, like... That guy is, like, in his 50s, and he has a big beer gut, but he can, like, bench 300 pounds. Like, my goals have changed so drastically from being aesthetic to being, like, what I can do with my body. That, like, um, aesthetically, like, I have a certain way that, like, I want my body to look. But, like, in the meantime, I'm not putting myself down because I know that this is just, like, we're getting there. And that was also a part of, like the therapy that I was doing because there was a lot of like bad mental body imagery stuff that was going on with that too 
but learning to just like put that aside for the moment and just focus on uh, my own like strength training and what I could do with my body and moving my body in the way that was positive as opposed to like forcing myself to do something that I hated and like not seeing any results for it and just like being miserable because I wasn't seeing any results for it. Right. Yeah. Well, and I guess, I guess for myself, the more that I've gone to the the gym or been around um, athletic people and especially athletic women, like what a actually fit, healthy woman's body looks like mm-hmm. is nothing like a supermodel's body. Yes, right. <laughs> and the more that you see, like, oh wow, like she's amazing. I can see, like how like how fit she is just by looking at her Mm -hmm. like the more for myself I'm like you know I don't want (laughs) I have zero desire for me to have like have thighs that don't touch like a supermodel like Mm -hmm. I want like Mm -hmm. thick (laughs) strong thighs that can do (laughs) shit (laughs) that's right Um, I think it also helps like what kind of uh, like imagery that you subject yourself to like my uh, Instagram feed that I gaze through like every day like on the bus to and from work is just filled with like powerlifters who are like super big and thick and they're like women powerlifters right. so like they've got the huge quads and they're just like built like a tank but there's also like crossfit women who are like super lean and they have like those weird like women abs that women get sometimes when they're just <laughs> so strong and right. it's just like it's just like how you in how you bring in media into your eyes will also affect like how you view other things because like if you're only looking at supermodels all the time then like that's all you're going to compare yourself to right I never thought of it that way I mean I thought of it like that for politics and other ways of thinking about things but never about body image or aesthetics Mm -hmm. and that's so true like the the things you consume Mm -hmm. influence what you believe about yourself and about the world right Right. my uh, my instagram feed is just like kind of messed up because it's just like crossfit women powerlifting women body (laughs) image women and pictures of food and like watercolor (laughs) illustrators and that's pretty much it and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like it's probably a pretty badass feed though (laughs) i won't lie i like it (laughs) That's awesome. Um, well, so do you have any tips for um, for people who are interested in, in trying to get into powerlifting or just um, strength training more in general? Yeah. Um, one of the first uh, tools that I used when I first was first getting into lifting was a book called Strong Curves. Uh, it's by Brett Contreras, I believe. And it's about uh, building up like your lower body to be super strong. It's like it's touted to like give you like a bubble butt, but like it has like a bunch of yeah. other like really good like fitness tips and some diet tips if you're into that kind of thing. But like they do a lot of upper body stuff, a lot of lower body stuff. And it's a lot of stuff that you can use like if you're at a commercial gym, like you can mm-hmm. set that stuff up like with whatever is available um, mm. pretty easily. So strong curves is super great. Uh a five by five strong lifts is also great. There's an app for it. And like, you can just put in what numbers you're at and it'll like make a quick little, like five by five, like five sets of five reps for uh, Mm -hmm. different uh, 
weight lifting stuff oh my god brain fart i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh so it'll make like a set of like five by five for like squats uh, something for like upper body like overhead Mm -hmm. press and something for deadlifts uh based on like whatever your current maxes are um i did that for a really long time and had really good results um so those are both really good um beginner uh, resources if you're still at like a, a commercial gym if you go to like a, a like a CrossFit or some other like small gym that has like an actual like weightlifting area, um, there's other like five three one is a great uh, strength training training program. It's a little bit like in the moderate uh, like skill level because it it requires more of you like physically, but that one mm-hmm. is also really nice. Um, and do you have any tips for um, finding a good a CrossFit gym, especially like things to look for uh, when you're going into a CrossFit gym for the first time, because I, I mean, mm. I know, I mean, there, you can get certified as a CrossFit trainer, but it seems like, you know, <laughs> there are good CrossFit <laughs> gyms out there, and then there may be some not so great ones. Uh, yeah, and and uh, especially when you're say... lifting weights, <laughs> you want to make <laughs> yeah, sure definitely. you're you're doing it with somebody who's gonna help you stay safe. So, mm-hmm. uh, I would say uh, try a class, see if that's something that you're that it's some. Try a class, see if you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, check out their website, see what their prices are. If the prices are like a little bit too much, then that might also be an indicator that they're just like gouging people because they can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm see if you can find like testimonials of people on yelp you know do your review research um but the the most honest feedback you're going to get is from yourself and if you uh, actually enjoy doing it so if you're at a place that has a lot of different crossfit gyms like look up and see what like the top like five most popular ones are check out their websites see how those websites make you feel um see if they have something that do like a like intro training session uh, mm-hmm, yeah. If you can do those, those can be like cheaper than maybe doing an actual class or an actual training session, and you might get more out of it. Um, right. Just explore your area and see what's available. Like some of the best places are like hidden behind like coffee shops or malls. Like, <laughs> it's our gym is like hidden behind like some like old spaghetti factory up in the top of the hill. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> awesome. Kaylin, anything else? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. If you can find a garage gym or a gym that's inside of a warehouse, that is usually, like, the way to go. <laughs> Most of, like, the best gyms that I have been to are gyms that are, like, in an old warehouse or in a, like, giant, like, old car garage. Um, I don't know what it is, but those are the best CrossFit gyms. Uh, I love flipping tires, and that tends to be something you can find at a CrossFit gym. Yes. Uh, Tire flipping and- is the best. It's if your gym best. doesn't have a tire, leave. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that's the first thing to look for. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want us to know about? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Thank you for thank you uh, for yeah coming on the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, and we will uh, share a link on our Facebook page to the Facebook page where um, people can check out your um, live stream. Perfect. That'd be great. Well, yay, Caitlin. Yay. She's so cool. She is.
can can you imagine having a video stream of you working out? No. That <laughs> that blows my mind. It, I I I haven't ever seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty like terrible. <laughs> you working out? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I guess also like I mean I guess I feel like there's two schools of thought when it comes to going to the gym. And one is I'm going to look cute when I get there. And then <laughs> there's, uh, like, they require me to wear clothes while I'm there. So I have to put something on my body. <laughs> and I am in the, the second camp. Like, I, you know, nothing that I wear to the gym matches. I'm usually <laughs> wearing, like, two completely different socks. Um, yeah. You know. I'm the same a, way. There's a decent chance that at least one of the things that I'm wearing hasn't been washed since the last time I wore it to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, so, plus, I am such a sweaty person when it comes to working out. Um, so, yeah. My face gets bright red. It's, it's not nice. I you know, am not... The- I'm not the cute girl at the gym. <laughs> I don't trust those people. <laughs> um, we videotape our scrimmages on one night a week. Mm-hmm. And it is it is good to go back and watch yourself do a thing to see how, you know, what yeah. you're actually doing on the track. Uh, or lifting weights or working out or whatever. But... It's really hard for me because if I feel like I had a great game and I go back and watch the footage and it's not a great game, it doesn't mm. look good, then I feel, well, crap, when I feel like I have a bad game, what does that look like? Oh, no. And so I have a hard time, I think it's normal, but I have a hard yeah. time pulling back from that and watching objectively rather than just criticizing everything I do. So I think there's both sides to it. Yeah, I mean... Definitely, there obviously are things that when you see yourself doing something, you, I mean, there's no other way that you would ever realize that's how, what you're doing right. <laughs> without seeing it, you know, in that, that's second or third person view. Yeah. But live, well, I guess I play live streamed for the internet, but. Just me working out. I can't. Caitlin's so brave. <laughs> she is. Crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, should we get into the challenge zone? Let's do that challenge zone. Challenge, challenge zone. zone. Have you been getting some sleep, Birdie? I have. I actually tried to nap today and part of that is I'm feeling more up in general like better mm-hmm. but I tried to nap today and I couldn't which was annoying but um <laughs> it was also kind of nice which because it means that I'm getting more sleep All right uh yeah I've I've been trying really hard to wake up on my first alarm and then when was that yesterday Yesterday, maybe, I was like, I need to get up and take a shower, and I'm not going to have time to get to where I need to go if I don't get up right now and don't look at my phone. That's an, I have a hard time. I hate showering. Mm. And so 
I certainly am not going to get out of bed early to shower, but I also want to go to bed immediately upon arrival of home. <laughs> uh, so I don't shower at night. So I sometimes go days without showering. But when I have to, I really have to shower. So you have to get yourself out of bed to do it. So that's been one of my challenges is to get up on the first alarm and to not screw around on my phone for a half hour. Like right. Just get up. If I go to work early enough, I can leave earlier. It's worth it. So I've, I've been doing better in those respects. How about you? Um, I've been doing better uh, getting getting into bed earlier. It's still okay. not quite as early as I'd like, uh, but I'm making progress. Um, and then one of the things that I did this week is one night um, when I got home from work, rather than um, sitting down and watching TV, um, I took a bath instead. Mm. Um, so that was nice. Um, and yeah, I would, <laughs> I would, I kind of got inspired to do that cause I, um, I saw, uh, a Buzzfeed, uh, video, uh, where they were kind of doing a, a it was three guys who were doing a challenge, uh, where for, I think it was a week they did, they took like all of the tips they could find from like famous CEOs on, on how they like schedule their day. And, um, one of them was, I think it was, um, I can't think of her first name, but, um, Huffington, the woman that started the Huffington Post. Ariana? Um, yeah, Ariana. Uh, she said that she takes a bath every night before bed. And so mm. <laughs> these three guys, were, all three of them were like, I hate baths. It's disgusting. You're just sitting <laughs> in a pool of your own filth. Who would ever do that? I, and then they were like, well, actually, I haven't taken a bath since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then all three of them <laughs> took a bath because they'd been challenged to. And all three of them were like, this is amazing. <laughs> I didn't need, I need to take baths more often. And so at the end of the week, like the, all three of them were like, the thing I'm going to keep doing is I'm going to keep taking baths. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. So um, anyways, that made me think, well, maybe take you to baths right before bed uh, would be a good relaxing thing to do. And it was. It was. Um, yeah, so I'm glad. I, I don't I I don't know that I'm gonna keep that up every. Well, obviously I have it because I just did it once this week. So that I so it's I don't really feel like I, it's something I can do every night. Uh, but you know maybe a couple times a week I'll try and do that. Yeah, um, if you enjoy and it, then, and yeah, go for it. and then the other thing that um I've changed um that seems to be helping in terms of with getting into bed on time, um is, um I have uh medicine I take for my thyroid, mm -hmm. and um you have to take it on an empty stomach, and then after you take it you have to wait thirty minutes, um before you can eat anything, eat or drink Ooh, anything. Yeah. Um, so I had been taking it when I got home from work because then like the last time I would had eaten would have been at my lunch break at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely on an empty stomach. Um, 
But then I was also usually hungry, which meant that I had to, you know, I would have to wait half an hour to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, so it's already a half an hour before I start eating something. And then, so anyways, um, I decided uh, to stop taking it in when I get home from work and start taking it when, um, either when I get up in the morning or since my dog is still on this thing where he wakes up between, oh, no. sometimes between nine and 11 o'clock, um, that I've been taking it sometimes when he wakes me up since that the medicine, he goes out the back door in the kitchen and the medicine is right uh, on the counter next to the back door. Um, but making that change uh, has made it so that I can come home and have a snack and then start getting ready for bed. Um, so That's that has great. been helpful. Yeah. Good for you for identifying it and figuring out how to fix it. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then, like I said before, I've also been keeping up with my push-up challenge. So impressed with um, you. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I did, I guess, the, the challenge that I'm doing this time, it's in sets, so I guess I did 13 push-ups today. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah. That's great. On my way to, and so far there's still... Um, tomorrow will be the first of the floor push-ups. So far, they were all bench push-ups. Uh, but I've been using that same shower chair that I did used <laughs> when uh, we did our, our push-up challenge before. Um, and I set it to the very lowest setting. So it's it's almost like using like a step stool height uh, bench. So I think that's going pretty well. Good for you. That's amazing. Uh, let's, let's love on some stuff, huh? Sure. Thing I love. The thing I love. Yeah. Thing I love. Favorite part? I love fruits. It's my sweet pleasure. Two things. So I went to breakfast with my parents for my birthday, and I got a savory waffle. Mm. I love things that are supposed to be sweet but are savory, uh, waffle included. So today's waffle had some grains and some kale and some other things in the batter. So it had like uh, millet and uh, sesame – no – Maybe sesame seeds, but also sunflower seeds. And then it was topped with an egg and some uh, orange marmalade, which was amazing. And uh, this butter stuff with herbs in it. Oh, my God. It was so good. And I've had one before that's kind of like a baked potato in a waffle form. So it had mashed potatoes in the waffle mix and then cheese and chives and bacon, all kinds of good stuff. So it was so good. I loved it. It was great. Exactly what I wanted. 
Nice. So that was the easy one. And then uh, we had a game on my birthday. We won. So Woo-hoo. greatest birthday present. Uh, but I wore shorts again. They're actually shorter shorts because I've gotten them since the last game and they are in our colors and are in our theme for my team. But I've worn them to pull because they are short enough to wear to pull. Mm-hmm. So I, I wore them and it was fine. And um, one thing I have to do is tuck in my jersey to my shorts because otherwise my jersey is too long and it looks like I'm not wearing <laughs> any pants at all. <laughs> So apparently in the Derby world from the Derby World Cup, uh, the Minnesota Roller Girls hashtag full tuck is a thing. <laughs> so I, we were full tucking, most of us anyway. So I fit in with that. But uh, I, I've been enjoying and I'm loving the, the full tuck Twitter. And it's kind of fun that we that this is a thing that's been happening. Cool. Yeah. Hashtag full talk. That's what I love. What do you love? Um, well, the thing I love is, uh, this week is a book that I just recently read, uh, for my book club. Shout out to my book club friends, uh, if any of you are listening. Um, we just read a book called, uh, Codename Verity. Um, okay. And it's technically a YA book, but. It's, I love YA books. Um, but it, I mean, we actually talked about it in book club. Like, why is this a YA book? It just seems like a historical fiction uh, novel. Um, but it's about uh, two. It's set during World War Two, and it's about two British women um, who are best friends. Um, and one is a pilot, and the other one is a spy who is captured uh, by the Nazis in France um, and there is lots of adventure um, and girls doing things that uh, during the 40s they were not expected to do <laughs> um, so it, it was really good everybody everybody at book club really enjoyed it and several people um, who hate uh, the World War II as a, a uh, theme for books still really really enjoyed the book so um, that's awesome recommend that great well friends thanks for joining us for our podcast i did a thing uh you can uh, reach out to us on i did a thing pod.com or on twitter or instagram at i did a thing pod and then on facebook at i did a thing podcast and if you have any questions, comments, want to say hello, be a guest, email us at ididathingpod at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, rate and review on iTunes. Go subscribe. But go do a thing. Go do a thing. Go do a thing. Woohoo!